When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchos.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 30th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. If you're wondering, the list is coming out today. I'm going to be starting my live stream at 2 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv slash pitchrust. Or just come to the pitchrust homepage. You'll see it live on the homepage. I'll be doing it to about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Come on by. Ask all the questions you want. There's a whole process. It's a really fun time. Um, you really should be there. It's a really great. It also gives you all the insight to how I'm ranking it. And if you disagree, great. Then you'll know how to adjust based on my ranking. So uh, just come on by 2 p.m. Eastern time. But Michael Soroka, six innings, four and runs, five hits, two walks, and three Ks against the Oakland Athletics. A little disappointing. You didn't want to see four and runs. It was a four-run fifth inning. Sure, he had, you know, a walk and then two high sinkers for singles and then a three-run shot from Nodon. Actually, not the worst changeup ever. It's just a bad pitch call and not really the greatest location uh, down and in so he can just drop the barrel. But overall, I felt like it was Michael Soroka. Uh, the slider isn't too impressive. The changeup was the better pitch and the general fastball command was good. This is Michael Soroka. He is going to be a Toby through the year because he plays for a winning ball club. He's not going to have a ton of strikeouts, maybe more than three out of six innings, but... Yeah, he's not going to be a 6-7 strikeout guy per game. So, that's fine. And uh, I would hold on to Michael Soroka. Marcus Stroman. Nine innings, zero runs, one hit, one walk, and eight strikeouts, 20 whiffs. Earned a share of the Gallows pull against the Rays for a complete game shutout win. Love to see it. Good stuff. You're just going to keep starting Stroman. I, I don't think that there are necessary skill sets that are brand new. I could be overlooking things for Stroman. But it's good to see 44% CSW on the on the breaking ball. The slurve, as Savant is calling it. The way I see it, there have been some really good games where it's just been sink or slurve. And I'm really happy that it's coming through now for him. Logan Allen surprised me here. Uh, seven innings, zero runs, three hits, two walks, and 10 Ks against the Orioles. Got the win. 40% CSW, 19 whiffs. You love it. Um... I'm going to be watching him today. So if you want more information on Logan Allen, go check out the YouTube channel. Um, of course, youtube.com slash pitcher list. I do a video breakdown every single weekday of a pitcher. It's going to be Logan Allen as he had a changeup and sweeper, each returning 50% plus CSW. And to me, Logan Allen having that changeup working is a huge deal. It's normally not the thing. He usually has just a 53% strike rate and a 26% CSW. This was way, way, way different. So hopefully this is something that we can believe in moving forward for Logan Allen. That'd be great. And he gets the Twins next, and we're going to start him there. Taj Bradley did really good things, overshadowed, of course, by that Stroman start. 5.2 innings against the Cubs. Zero runs, three hits, one walk, and eight Ks. I feel like this is just the Taj Bradley special of eight strikeouts in 5.2 innings. I mean, he dominated with his cutter, 42% CSW, 65% strikes in the curveball, four-seamer cleaned up inside the zone. Yep, this is Taj Bradley. And I wish he was able to go through six. If he had a slightly lower pitch count, they would have let him do it. It was bases empty, two outs in the sixth, and he just didn't let him do it because he was already at 90 pitches. 
it's just how it goes. Nathan Eovaldi against the Tigers did fine. Got the win and zero and runs, but it was only five innings and seven base runners with three walks and four Ks. Not really ideally what you want. Only one out of 18 whiffs on the splitter. But whatever. We keep going on with Nathan Eovaldi. Nothing that's setting off alarm bells. Trevor Williams got the gold star because he went five shutout innings against the Dodgers. Now, not really because it was six unearned runs, but for fantasy purposes, he did. Nine base runners, six is three walks. You can also say, hey, because of the unearned base runners, he had to deal with more guys. Three strikeouts as well. Yeah, you don't want to do this, Trevor Williams. You know this. Uh, Stalmont, Stalmont from the, <laughs> the Royals bullpen guy. I. Uh, yeah, he opened for Mike Myers and or Mike Myers. Six innings, zero runs, two hits, three walks, three. Sorry, I'm going to say that again. Six innings, zero runs, two hits, zero walks, three Ks for Mike Myers. Eight whiffs, 29% CSW across 76 pitches. That's kind of cool. That's two straight games of value for Mike Myers. Five out of 25 slider whiffs is good. It's not eye popping, but he did well. To keep the ball down, the change isn't very good in this one. was much better last time. But now he gets the Marlins, and I'm kind of in on that. Ah, the slider is legit. I don't know. That could be a good two-step uh, next week for Mike Myers. Just something to think about. Tyler Wells went for the Guardians, and I got to be lowering, uh, sorry, raising uh, Tyler Wells on the list this week. Six innings, one earned run, four hits, zero walks, seven Ks, 18 whiffs once again, 31% CSW. That is four straight games of at least seven strikeouts for Tyler Wells. His ERA is down to 329. I know we didn't really have the best outing last time, but he just keeps doing it. Uh, 10 out of 41 whiffs on the four-seamer. He had a whole kitchen sink approach of cutters and change-ups and sliders. Sure, it was the Guardians, but now he gets the Giants, the Royals, and the Cubs. I think I'm going to be like leaning on Tyler Wells for a decent amount. I'm in. Uh, I'm probably going to have him around... I don't know where I have him now. Probably in the 60s or so. Probably he's going to get a decent jump up to the 50s. Something like that. Bobby Miller against the Nationals. Six innings, one earned run, four hits, one walk in four Ks. Only eight whiffs and a 28% CSW. That's two starts. And we haven't really seen the four-seamer overwhelm. None of his pitches actually had more than two whiffs in this game. Now, he is interchanging uh, with change-ups and sliders and curveballs along with a sinker and a four-seamer. So, it is kind of a kitchen sink, but high velocity. And you're not supposed to really do that at 10 ticks harder. <laughs> so, that's kind of cool. Honestly, I feel like Bobby Miller is going to turn into a really good holly. And that's an, you know six innings and 87 pitches. I'm in. I'm, I'm like I'm like really in on on Bobby Miller, just because I feel that there is more ceiling to be had, and it feels like he has a really good foundation with a full repertoire already. Kind of wild. Paul Blackburn against the Atlanta Braves. Six, sorry, four innings, one earned run, four hits, two walks, and six Ks. Hey, six Ks as the curveball returned over thirty percent CSW. So did the, and both the slider and the curve returned over an eighty percent strike rate which is kind of wild. He gets the Marlins and the Brewers now, and so he doesn't have to deal with Atlanta. If he has those breakers working, Paul Blackburn can actually be legit against the Marlins and Brewers. That's a sneaky Sunday stream, and then a Saturday after that. Something to consider for Sunday in advance. We have a lot of other guys to talk about. Sonny Gray, Anthony Escafani, Griffin Canning with 20 whiffs. We're going to talk about all of that after this break. Fads come and go. 
and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Sonny Gray against the Astros. Six innings, two and runs. Sweet. Four hits, three walks. We take this. And three Ks. One out of eight CSW on the curveball is very strange. The sweeper did do more things in place of the curveball, but... Sonny Gray is a great sell-high candidate, in my view. 182 ERA, 29% strikeout rate. Does not have a consistent, yeah, this is what I do, and I'm going to do it every day, guy. And those are the guys that I actually buy into. Sonny Gray is volatile, and this is not going to hold. Anthony Descafani, I mean, he's still going to be good, but just not, like, this is, he's going to be more like a 24% strikeout guy, I think, in like a 3-8 ERA. Anthony Descafani. Against the Pirates, seven innings, three earned runs, eight hits, zero walks, two strikeouts, four whiffs. Ugh, 23% CSW. One for 15 CSW on the changeup and three for 35 slider whiffs. I mean, that's, there you go. Um, he just kept throwing a ton of sliders in the zone. Fastball wasn't really doing that much. He gets Baltimore, Chicago, and the Dodgers next. I'm kind of, eh, on this. I feel like you can do better than Anthony Escafani. You might just want to do a streaming spot instead, but there really isn't anything. It could work out. Yeah. Griffin Canning against the White Sox. Six innings, three earned runs, six hits, zero walks, and nine strikeouts. 20 whiffs, 39% CSW. He almost earned a golden goal here. I uh, Insane. 25% four-seamers, and that's why I talk about a lot with Griffin Canning. If he is throwing... Sub-30% four-seamers, that means his secondary stuff is doing what it's supposed to do. The slider did that, 39% CSW. Curve went 5 for 16 whiffs. It's good. The changeup at 24 thrown at 46% CSW. So I'm sad that we had to deal with a 4.5 ERA, but this is great. It was against the White Sox as a righty with also good secondary stuff. That's generally going to be a good outcome. Now, the Astros are next. I don't really want to do that, so... You can hold on to Canning if you want, but I feel as if that's too detrimental for your teams. Adam Wainwright against the Royals didn't do well. It's the Royals. It's Wainwright. See, it's just because it's Wainwright. Don't worry about the Royals. It's Wainwright. Domingo Herman, uh, the Mariners, against the Mariners, 6.1 innings, 4 and runs, 7 hits, 3 walks, 4 Ks. I think he actually did decently well. The curveball is still pretty good. Um, we're worried about the sticky stuff and everything in that. Might be the reason why you know, he was suspended for, so maybe he'll be worse after this. Honestly, I think he was pretty good. Thing is, the Dodgers are next, and uh, God, I don't want to start that. So I feel like you don't really need to hold on to Herman because I don't think the value of him or the perceptive market value isn't very high. If there's nothing on the wire, then fine. You can bench it and hold on, but 
I feel like you can get away with not really rostering Herman right now and pick him up later. JP France was my stream pick of the day. Did not work out against the Twins. Six innings, four and runs, seven hits, three walks. Didn't get the win, but eight strikeouts. I did 43% CSW. Oh, on that changeup. It's really good. 35% CSW, 17 whiffs overall here. Man, I, I, I'm I going to hold on to him for the Angels, and I think I'm going to hold and sit for the Jays after. Michael Kopech went against the Angels, speaking of which. 4.1 innings, four and runs. Ugh, five hits, two walks. But 10 strikeouts in 13 outs. 17 whiffs, 30% CSW. How does that happen? 102 pitches because he's super inefficient. 95.3 on the fastball. Command was all over the place. It's, uh, but it's also the Detroit and Miami next. So I'm in on that. Like I want to start Kobeck for those two games. But just be more efficient, man. Just throw things in the zone. You're fine. Matthew Boyd against the against the Rangers. So he is featuring the same slider that we saw last time. At the higher velocity, two ticks up. But only two out of 31 whiffs, not 10, because he was against the Rangers. So six innings, five earned runs, four walks. We stay out, even against the White Sox next for Matthew Boyd. Uh, Ryan Nelson against Rocky Road, five innings, five earned runs, eight hits, three walks, 1K. The secondary isn't there. Secondary stuff isn't there, even though it was Rocky Road. I don't care. I'm, I'm staying out completely. Um, Rich Hill against the Giants. Well, the Giants are better than I've been giving them credit. Uh, and Rich Hill didn't do well. He gets the Brewers in a couple weeks. Maybe that's the one we want to go for. Otherwise, like, we don't. It's just a streaming option. That's it. Carl Kaufman, absolutely not. And Bryce Miller, of course, had this horrible game against the Yankees. 4.2 innings, 8 earned runs, 11 hits, 0 walks, and 3 Ks. And this is what happens when Bryce Miller isn't having the same success on his fastball as we've seen. For whatever reason, it wasn't working in this one. I don't want to go too deep into this. It's just it wasn't working. And he tossed 17 curveballs and four of them allowed hits. That's a huge, huge percentage. That is abnormal. And that, I think, tells the whole story here is that Bryce Miller doesn't have the secondary stuff to support him when the fastball isn't going to be there. Now, if you want to put probabilities of when the fastball isn't going to work, I would say only a 20% chance or so. So, one out of five starts, you're going to have to deal with the secondaries of Bryce, and hopefully it's not this bad. That's all I'm going to say. You just keep starting Bryce Miller regardless. Even against Texas, I'm just going to do it. Because I feel like the fastball should be way better than it was against the Yankees, and that's that. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games, we have Shane McClanahan, Zach Gallen, Joe Ryan, Sandy Alcantara, Logan Gilbert, and Nestor Cortez. Yeah, all of those I'm going to just start. Uh, Joe Ryan gets the Astros, it's a little annoying. Cortez gets the Mariners, and hopefully the slider is there. But yeah, we're just going to do this. Probable start here is Bryce Elder against Athletics. I know that Bryce Elder is weird, but it's the Athletics. I could even say he's an auto start. Martin Perez, of course, and Tony Gonsolin and Miles Michaelis. They all have easy matchups. You do it. Lucas Giolito against the Angels is a very interesting one because we don't really know what kind of Giolito we're going to get, and it's a better matchup than, or worse, better offense, worse matchup. Um, than the others in the tier, but I feel like you just kind of do it. And Brian Bayo is our stream pick of the day against Cincinnati. I feel like he has enough in his repertoire to make that work. In the questionable start tier, Kyle Gibson, despite getting the Guardians, you have no idea what you're going to get. Uh, Teller Anderson, same kind of thing with the White Sox. We don't really know what Anderson is going to do with his changeup. Kodai Senga, same with his forkball against the Phils. Brandon Bialak against the Twins, hopefully he has his changeup. Um, Johan Aviedo could have his best command, but the Giants are kind of good. Um, JP Sears, I've changed my tune on the Giants, uh, JP Sears against Atlanta, he didn't have his whiffs last time, and it's Atlanta, so it's very risky, 
Yusei Kikuchi gets the Brewers, but it's Kikuchi. What are you going to get? Ben Lively has had a lot of slider whiffs recently and gets the Red Sox. I don't know if I like that. Cal Quantrill could make it work with his sinker and cutter against the Orioles in Camden. And Ryan Weathers gets the Marlins. So these are all very, like, you can see the path to success, but do you really want to put yourself in harm's way? And the do not start tier. I know it's Alex Vallejo having eight strikeouts in back-to-back games, but he gets the Rangers, and I can't do that. Ranger Suarez against the Mets. No thanks. He's not there. Zach Greinke, Cal Freeland, Cal Hendricks, Adrian Hauser. All these have bad matchups for the most part, um, and I just don't want to do it. And Jake Irvin and the Giants bullpen. So don't want to do it. There's a chance it's Sean Manaya in for the Giants, but he tossed 21 in the la- pitches in the last Giants bullpen game, so we're not doing that one. Tomorrow's games are interesting. The top tier has Aaron Nola against the Mets, George Kirby against the Yankees, Hunter Brown against the Twins, and Mitch Keller against the Giants. I don't really know how to order these, but I feel like if you have them, you're starting all of them, and that's that. Probable start tier, Shane Bieber gets the Orioles. I don't like the strikeouts lately, but it's in Camden. I feel like Shane Bieber is a really good Toby, if not like a Holly if the strikeouts do come back, so I think you just got to do it. James Paxson is going against Cincinnati in Fenway. Maybe Eli De La Cruz. There's some whispers about him getting the call because he put that Post Malone video on Instagram. I don't know. Uh, but James Paxson, as long as he throws fastballs inside the zone comfortably, he should be fine. Uh, Zach Eflin against the Cubs. Didn't have his best cutter last time. I hope it's better here against the Cubs. Lance Lynn gets the Angels after doing really well for a trio of starts. It was against much worse opponents. So we're, I'm curious to see what that's going to be. But I'm still going to do it. Blake Snell gets the Marlins. I know it's Blake Snell, but he had a better curveball last time. It's the Marlins. We'll see. Dane Dunning against the Tigers. I don't love it, but it's Dane Dunning. Sorry, it's the Tigers, and Dane Dunning's been on a stretch. And Justin Steele. Justin Steele hasn't really been... I don't know. The slider isn't doing the things it did last year. The fastball can be really good, but it wasn't last time. It's the Rays. I almost put him in the questionable start tier. I could flip him with Jared Schuster, who's in the questionable start tier as our stream pick of the day against the Athletics, but neither of those are really inspiring, like, massive confidence from me. Schuster did well with the sliders last time, and against Oakland, but, like, I'm not going to just say, oh, after one start, it's a probable start now. I just can't do that. Louis Varland against the Astros. I like what Varland does. It's just the Astros, and it's just such a bad schedule for him. Um, Braxton Garrett against the Padres. I do like the cutter that he's introduced, but it's the Padres. Uh, Jaime Berea could do well against the White Sox. A righty with good secondaries, and he has a really nice slider right now. That could work out. So consider that one against the White Sox. Tommy Henry also. Rocky Road. Good change up in, in curveball lately. Um, Alex Wood against the Pirates. I don't know if I really buy that Alex Wood can do enough here, against the, even though it's against the Pirates. We'll see. Uh, Clark Schmidt against the Mariners, meh, it's a it's a low ceiling that you're chasing, and Noah Syndergaard, same thing against the Nationals, that's for a cheap win. The do not start here, it's Carlos Carrasco, and Luke Weaver, and James Caprillion, and Austin Voth, I don't really want to do any of this. Austin Voth could make it work against the Guardians, as he should be the bulk reliever, or starting for the Orioles, in, in the spot of Grayson Rodriguez, is the Guardians, that could be kind of good, but I don't really know. Alc Manoa against the Brewers. I just don't care. Sorry, Manoa. Denilson Lamette is actually returning to the rotation for the Rockies. Like, we'll see what happens there. It's in Arizona, but we're not going to start with the first one. Julio Tehran goes against the Jays. Joey Wentz against the Rangers. And last but not least, hi, Patrick Corbin. You're back to being at the bottom. 
against the Dodgers. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for the support. Um, very exciting things are happening at PitcherList, and I'm excited to tell you guys all about it in the future. But just know that all of your support from PL Pro to PL Plus to just, you know, the Twitch subs and everything, it's all going to making the site bigger and better. It's not going into the pockets of corporate America. It is being reinvested into PitcherList to do wonderful things. So thank you all so much for listening and your support. And I cannot wait to share what that support is going to give you in the near future. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.